Hello and welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Shauna and Bessie and I'm here today with Tracy Abramson and Esther Hatch and Sarah Eden. And today we are going to be talking about an important part of an author's support team, in particular critique groups and beta readers. And in our world, critique groups and beta readers are words that we hear fairly often, but I know that there are many, uh, probably several listeners out there who are not quite sure what they are and how they differ. So let's start with just a very basic description. How do we clarify what, what a critique group and a beta reader is? So basically a critique group is just a group of aspiring authors. Um, it can be published authors. It can be people who just want to write, but you just share your writing with these other people, they give you feedback, and hopefully you're all making each other better in the process. Right, and a beta reader is somewhat similar. Usually they come into the process after a writer has finished a draft or you know finished their third or fourth draft. It's when they're ready for input from readers specifically. Um, a beta reader could also be an author, but they're evaluating it from the standpoint of a reader. As a whole, does this book work? Do the characters work? Um, and they give an author feedback during that crucial stage between when they've completed what they can do and before they try to you know, send it to a publisher. Right, when they're still in the trying to make it better phase. Right. So I think I might actually be the odd one out in this group of friends because <laughs> this is true confession. I have never actually belonged to a critique group. So I'm going to be learning along with all of our listeners what, what benefits you you receive from being in a critique group. So let's begin by asking, I'm going to ask you, what do you think the most important criteria are for an effective critique group? What makes it work? Well, I think one of the important things is making sure that the group are on the same page, you know, that they all want um, the the same things out of it. You know, they're they're on the same page in terms of how often should we meet and what kind of feedback do we want and what are our goals? What are we aiming toward? That doesn't mean everyone has to have the goal of being the most pro prolific author in the world, but, you know, they're all working toward being better writers or um, getting better at their craft. As long as everyone has the same goals and is on the same page and wants the same things, I think that's crucial in making a critique group work. But they don't, they don't necessarily need to be the same goals like writing the same genre, right? Right, they just, right, absolutely. It, it's just improving their craft. Right. Or maybe you do have a critique group where everyone wants to write a specific type of book and you're working toward that. But as long as you all have the same expectations. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other thing, too, is I think it's important to make sure that everyone in your critique group your styles are compatible on how you critique. Like if somebody is really sensitive and, and can't take criticism well, hasn't really learned that, that ability. Um, and then you have somebody else who's like, I'm going to say how it is. And this is no holds bars. It's like, <laughs> that's not going to be a good match. No. It's not right. that you can't be on one side or the other, but you have to make sure everyone in the group is able to, to work together well. And you just want to have a positive environment because ultimately 
we're trying to make our work better and we don't want to have the hurt feelings that are going to cause negative where people might stumble and not continue forward. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think another thing that as the further I've gone into my writing career, the biggest criteria now is time and who has time to meet how often how much writing is each person doing? Some people write books in a month. And if you have five people in a critique book, a critique group, all writing a book a month, like you're not going to have time for writing yourself. So I think an important part is how much is expected um, time-wise from each mm-hmm. person. How much mm-hmm. reading are you going to have to do? How much critiquing? And finding a way, because they're so helpful to have this, but finding a way to make that work for everyone and in the time they have. So sometimes you have to be a little think out of the box out of that. And you might not get to read a whole story. If someone's writing too fast, you might just be able to help at the beginning. Um, But not writing too fast. Boy, I wish I had that problem, but writing quickly. (laughs) Writing faster (laughs) than you are. (laughs) Yes. Writing faster than I can read. Yes. (laughs) Wow. What would that be like? That would be amazing. (laughs) Okay. But, but I'm hearing from all of you that you do feel like, um, that this is something that is worthwhile. So what do you think the most valuable aspect of being in a critique group is? Well, for me, I I know if you've followed me very much, you kind of probably know this story, but I would not be a writer if it weren't for a critique group. Um, I started just by reading a friend's book and then they wanted to start a critique group group from that. And it was all family actually. and I just wanted to be in it and read, but they were like, no, you have to write if you want to be in it. So <laughs> I personally, I think just the accountability is huge in a critique group. Um, every two weeks, I was supposed to present something for them to read. And therefore, I wrote something within that time period. So for me, that's been like a huge aspect of it mm-hmm. is just the accountability and the pressure to write has been great for me. <laughs> Yeah. I think our takeaway here is our we are all very grateful for Esther's critique group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Her to become a writer cuz oh, yes. from that. I think for yeah. me yeah. the most valuable aspect of critique groups has changed over time. When I was brand new as a writer, the value in that was I needed that really specific direct as I'm working feedback mm-hmm. to improve and to help, you know, get my stories in the right uh, on the right track and going the way they're supposed to. Um, as time progressed, what I think for me now I found most find most valuable is the connection with people who get it, who get the parts of writing that are tough or tricky, who who get those moments when you're under deadline and you aren't sure how you're going to make it work or when your brain is just so fried that writing another word makes no sense. Um, so it's gone from needing very specific feedback to needing support. Um, and I think that because that can change over time, sometimes the groups themselves will change. Sometimes we shift in and out of the groups we're in. But I think that's an important answer to your first question, Sean. I think part of what makes a critique group work is knowing what we need from the group and finding a group that where we get that. And that it can be fluid. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you you do have to work with, you know, what is working for me right now? I mean, I love that my, the critique groups that work well for me are ones that can let me know what's working, what isn't. And like, I have one group that specifically writes thrillers and, you know, it's great because there's a couple of guys in there that they're, they're fantastic writers, but they also are ex-military. 
And so when I'm writing something, it's like, oh, this is fantastic because they catch me like they'll catch on sometimes things that I already know, but I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I should have known that I missed that. You know, I use that phrase incorrectly or whatever. But then I have another one that most of the people are probably about, you know, 20 years younger than me. And they're like, no, 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 they wouldn't do this. And so it keeps me more grounded. You know, being a high school swim coach did not hurt and the teenage <laughs> mentality, but it's nice to have, but it's also that cheerleader aspect of you get so excited to see the success of these people that you've been helping craft, you know, like help critique their work and see them learn and grow as an author. Right. Oh, that's great. So we have these critique groups that, um, and critique partners that will give great feedback, but, um, as Sarah mentioned at the beginning, once you have your full draft done, very often um, we send them out. We send the manuscript out to beta readers, and I don't have um, a critique group, and I don't have a lot of beta readers. But I do run every manuscript back past my sister before uh, I submit, um, and for me, that is. When you've been working on a manuscript for so long, you just can't see the forest for the trees anymore. And I literally send it to her and I say, tell me that this makes sense. Tell me I'm not completely <laughs> out to lunch. Tell me that the beginning and the ending and the middle all piece together. Because it's so hard when you've been so absorbed with it. Um, what, what kind of feedback do you hope to receive from a, a beta reader when, what, what do you feel like is the most helpful when they get back with you after reading a manuscript? So for me, I write really thin originally. And so knowing whether or not my beta reader is feeling connected to my characters is huge because I just don't always, I, I don't always put the characterization in until a second or third pass through the manuscript. Um, and also like, are there things that were confusing? Because I'll use terminology that's typical to government and intelligence that I'm like, oh, everyone knows this. And apparently everyone doesn't live in Virginia and doesn't know it all. And so when somebody, or like, okay, I shouldn't talk about this, but like money laundering, everyone doesn't know the terms. It's good to know when somebody doesn't understand what I'm talking about. And that I truly am not the person doing things illegal, I promise. So. <laughs> Sarah is so, looking suspicious right now. I know. <laughs> she knows all the money laundering terms and we're wondering why. That's right. <laughs> Former CIA, need I say more? <laughs> That's so funny. So I, I'm like Sean in that I feel like my first beta reader is when I finally get it done and it's not so embarrassing that I don't dare send it to someone. Um, and I have this moment of like, okay, I'm going to send it to someone and see if this is a book, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, is this a book? I think it might be a book, but is, is it a book? Lots, lots of thoughts <laughs> all just jumbled up or is there a yes. beginning and an end? Yeah. Yes. And I think at that point, um, one of my favorite things is just like the positive feedback that I get where someone says, oh, I love this and I love that. And it gives me the confidence to put it out into the world. Cause mm -hmm. I think up until that point, you know, we see a lot of our flaws. We see a lot of like the story's flaws. We're not sure how this is going to work and that is going to work, but to have someone say like, this all came together beautifully, or sometimes it doesn't. And they say like, I loved this and this, but this could be tweaked. And I love a good brainstorming session with my beta readers. I've had mm -hmm. a few that have come up with such great ideas 
for my books where I'm like, they maybe noticed that this part was boring or this character was boring. And then we can talk about that. And it's fun to see like the ideas they have and having someone to bounce off with. I use my beta readers a lot for that. That's great. So how many do you usually send out to Esther? Uh, so I can think of three right now that I send out almost always a version two. Mm -hmm. Some get very early drafts and others get later because I need to do that way. But then I usually will have another two or three that I just kind of pick at random. Mm -hmm. So I've got like my core group. And then, so I do <laughs> quite a few, um, depending on how rushed I am for the manuscript right. to get going somewhere. Fun. Yeah, I'm super, super similar. I have three who get basically everything that I write. And then sometimes I'll add in a couple you know, extra depending on the manuscript. Um, for me, I think there are two aspects of beta readers that I really, really, really appreciate. My beta readers are always readers and not writers. Because up to that point, I've gotten a lot of feedback from writers, which tends mm -hmm. to focus on craft and it tends to focus on the things we understand as authors. Um, but when I get to the beta reader stage, I want to know, but does this work for a reader? Like, what is the reader's experience with that? And I love getting that feedback from my beta readers because that's when you know, okay, how do I take the craft and tweak it so that it now reads the way I want it to? And the other type of beta reader that I love is bringing in people who have some degree of expertise in something that's touched on in the manuscript mm -hmm. and letting them read it and tell me if they feel like I got it right or the things I ought to adjust to make it more authentic and more true. Um, that's That feedback is invaluable. So I love that when I can find a beta reader with an expertise that helps me improve a story. Well, and one of the things that all readers love so much about your book, Sarah, is that they literally feel like they have been dropped into whatever era you set, <laughs> if it's Victorian or Georgian or Regency. Yeah. And so your, um, your background checking really comes through, <laughs> along with all that research. Of all the research before. and the checking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so we've talked a little bit about critique book groups and beta readers, and there may be people out there who... Well, I'm guessing there are many people who are now saying, I want to be Tracy Esther or Sarah's beta readers. <laughs> or Sean's. If, if somebody out there would like to be a beta reader or would like to join a critique group, um, what, what are some of the recommendations you have for them? So for me, it's they're two very different things. For a critique group, I really loved that role that my critique group made from the very beginning. You can't be in the group unless you're writing. And I think that goes back to the feeling of like, it's very easy to critique things when you haven't done them. And, <laughs> and uh, so knowing what it feels like to have worked so hard on something and have someone tear it apart, like if everybody's doing that, it levels the playing field. And, mm -hmm. and it, I think it helps you know how to critique better. So I would definitely make that a rule in any critique group. As far as beta readers go, I say find someone who loves your genre, like find someone who loves what you write, because you don't need someone who no matter what won't like your book beta reading. That's not right. going to feel good. They're not going to be as interested in it. So definitely you've got to look for the people who are already drawn to what you write for a beta reader. Right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I think one 
uh, fun thing. I don't know if we can say fun when I'm about to talk about COVID. Um, <laughs> fun thing that's come out of the pandemic. Um, my critique groups at, that I belong to went totally online during uh, the lockdown. Mm. And we are still doing it that way. So I think one thing that maybe will help encourage people who are looking for a critique group is you we no longer have to live near people in mm -hmm. order to be a support system in this way, in order to have critique group meetings and to, mm -hmm. to get together. So that has really opened up a lot of possibilities. In terms of if someone wants to be a beta reader and they aren't sure how to connect you know, with an author, places where I have found mine are um, people who come and interact on my social media and mention yeah. that they loved this book or they love this series. Um, I sometimes will then go see what else they're reading. And if they're posting about books that they loved and their books very similar to mine, then I've been known to reach out and say, hey, would you be interested in this? Because it seems like you're my readership. So I would say be active about what you like. Interact positively <laughs> on the social media pages of authors who you might be interested in beta reading for. And most authors only have a couple beta readers, so not everyone will get picked, but that's a, a way I have found some of mine. Yeah. And there are a lot of online critique groups and everything, but again, it's trying to find the right fit but also remembering it's really important to not only be willing to, you have to be willing to accept honest feedback, but also when you're giving it to give both, not just the things that you think could be better, but also the things that you liked. Because sometimes yeah. we get so focused on what somebody could fix that we forget to tell them, oh, this was wonderful. And they might accidentally change something that was one of the, the best parts of the book or whatever. So it was nice to have some people helping with those trouble spots and everything. But like Sarah mentioned, you know, if you want to be a beta reader, that's where I would look first is who are, who are working with either um, helping to promote my books, you know, being a in book influencer or who is just consistently reading and I'm seeing their interaction. I mean, on my Tracy's friends group, everyone knows how often I'm like, hey, does anyone remember what this character's name was? It's like people who can come back and tell me that answer. I'm like, oh my gosh, they'd probably be great because they can catch right. those problems for me. Yes. So, yes. yeah. So be positive and and share your love of the books and um, and don't be afraid to to get involved. So we'd like to encourage you to reach out to us on our social media pages. Let us know if you have are part of a critique group that you love and what you love about it. Or if you'd like to be a beta reader, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And we hope that this has helped give you a little bit of an insight into some of the behind the scenes support that uh, we as authors experience because the people that are behind the scenes really are the unsung heroes. We appreciate you listening. We hope you'll join us again for our next episode of Between the Lines.